do you remember how you felt when you saw Captain America the Winter Soldier? Yes. That's kind of what I felt when I watched when I read this book. Like, oh, wow. Okay. The interviews have been saying that, like, this series is going to be a kind of political action thriller. You're going to see Sam do a lot of stuff. You're going to see the fighting. And that's exactly what this first issue gave. Like, he and Phoenix Joquan are going. Uh, Misty Knight has tipped them off about a cargo sh- uh, train that has stolen Super Soldier Serum. So they go to. Oh, wait. Wait. Um, I read this. Oh, you so. did? <laughs> yeah, I got into this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, I did see Misty Knight telling him all the stuff about oh, these super wow. serum, serum and everything. I read that. I picked this up because I was like, RB Silva's on art. Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch, and I am the hot girl, Susan Storm, the Invisible Woman. Hmm, she had that really nice cover come out this week, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to be Captain Sam America. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that mix on the name. I know, right? It's the, it's the, I feel like it's the best way to um, differentiate the two. Yeah. So I don't always have to be like, oh, Captain America Sam, Captain America Steve. So if I'm saying Captain Sam, most of the time, honestly, if I'm talking about Captain America, I'm talking about Sam anyway. So that really shouldn't right. be that hard. But just to, right. you know, anyone who might be new, Captain Sam America. I know we're going to talk about him later because I have a few questions mm. about, like, his costume and some of his mm. history. I don't know. Mm. He's coming back up into the media now because he has yeah. that book out. Mm-hmm. And eventually, obviously, he's going to have his own Captain America movie mm-hmm. um so we'll see about that but i got some questions but we'll tap into that later how are you doing here to answer um i'm doing better than yesterday i got sick earlier in the week and i, I just yeah i've been like on bed rest i'm still <laughs> if i sound a little congested still you know I'm, I'm coming to the end of it right now i had my at-home covid test and I've had them for a while, and I took it for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of exciting to do. It was, like, my own little science experiment. Um, Come on, science. It, I know, but they kept coming out negative. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I have to go That's to work back eventually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't need to have the bit. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want it either. But if I could be like, I gotta be gone for two weeks. I'm sorry. Although my boss, after I was talking to him about it, he was like, "Oh, that's not a thing anymore." He was like, "All you need is a doctor's note." <laughs> I said, "Oh, that's crazy." Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so did it just end? Did the pandemic just end? <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think that's good. I'm like, I definitely still need my two week quarantine <laughs> to do what I need. <laughs> that don't sound safe. <laughs> Okay, but other than that, you're doing good. Yes, much better, much better. How about you? That's good. I'm I'm good. Crazy week at work, really busy. Um, the weather has also been like 70 degrees here, um, and kind of chilly at night. Mm, like, ooh, same here. Cold. Although it's been like but it's, it's the summer. Here, <laughs> I think it's raining today actually. Mm. Oh, it's been raining a lot there. But, you know, I feel like if people have been listening for a while, if you come on here, you'd be like, it's, it's raining. 
Like every weekend has been raining and it's crazy because it's still like the skies are great, but it's still very warm outside. And the thing about DC is DC gets humid too. So even when it's hot, like it starts to get like nasty, like muggy. So it's like you get that with the rain and like the gray skies. And it's like, I'm not going outside. Mm. I was like, even if I wasn't sick, I was like, this just isn't enjoyable weather to be outside. And But I will say it is consistently getting a little bit warmer. So that's nice. I think, you know, my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm hopeful by the time that comes around, it'll be a nice normal summer or like spring weather at least. Because right now, winter, fall, I don't know what this is, but it ain't fun. <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> um, so we are going to be starting a new segment uh, on the show. Now, at the beginning, we're going to be kind of getting into what's happening in the comic book world. I know Keenan and I get a lot of questions, a lot of questions come in through the show about like, you know, which character should I, or which comic book should I start with, or what's going on with this character, or, um, you know, a lot of people may like the movies and TV shows and stuff, and they ask like, What's going on with that TV show? So we figured why not just give a little low, a little lowdown of what's happening in the comic book world that we can kind of dish to so keep people up to date on stuff. But forewarning, we're going to get into that. <laughs> Definitely um, forewarning, we'll be like spoiling some things if you don't want to know anything about anything. So fast forward. But right now we will be getting into some stuff. And first up, um, we wanted to talk about was the Fantastic Four movie. Now... If you've seen Multiverse of Madness, you saw um, Reed Richards pop up in it. He was a part of the Illuminati. You also heard him mention my girl, Susan Storm. And the Fantastic Four are coming. We've already known before. Kevin Feige talked about that the MCU Fantastic Four would be coming eventually. The original director was going to be John Watts, who had done all of the MCU Spider-Man movies, but it's recently been announced that he has left it. He is going to take a break from the superhero movies. Um, he feels like, you know, I've done all the stuff with Spider-Man. He's grossed how many billions of dollars? <laughs> um, he wants to take a break. Now, the streets are saying that this actually happened back in January, and um, we will be finding out who the real director of the Fantastic Four will be at D23 this year, um, mm -hmm. later this year. Now, I don't know, I don't have any insider secrets or anything, but I do think that the John Krasinski thing was not for, for play. I do think that mm -hmm. he was given the opportunity to play Reed because not only were fans like begging for it from all the different- They um, were begging. A lot of art, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of art commissioned with him to look like Reed and a lot of Photoshop jobs of him looking like Reed. And I think they, they kind of were giving it for the fans what they wanted. And this was kind of a test. So they used this variant of Reed Richards. So he's from a different earth, but if you like John Krasinski as Reed, he could come back as our, the proper earth Reed Richards. Now people also know that Quiet Place one and two did bring in the money. So mm -hmm. he and he directed both of those movies. I would not be surprised if he was offered the opportunity to direct the Fantastic Four movie as well mm. as be Reed Richards. What do you think about John Krasinski as Reed Richards? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I never. I mean, I never really like bought into the hype of it. Honestly, 
and even when it happened in the movie, I think I said this during the review that we did last week, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. They, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to give like a little fan servicey moment that everybody would enjoy because this is something they had been calling for. But, but again, I also think about the Fantastic Four as a whole for me. That's and it's just, kind of, <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like they'll get what they deserve. See, <laughs> I just said, don't do it. <laughs> and, I, I think that they will, I think that they obviously probably will. He's in the running to be Reed Richards. I don't know if he is like for sure going to be it. I do think that this was like a screen test to see how people liked it. Do you From think the internet, it looks like people were okay with it. Do you think even if he isn't Reed that he might still direct it? No. Okay. No. Only because I do remember that he was uh, attempting to be Captain America. I think he was on like the shortlist for it. Um, and that. you know they also really wanted <laughs> <laughs> they also really wanted Emily Blunt in the MCU. She was offered Black Widow like twice and turned it down as well as I believe on the shortlist for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And again, to Do me that think... makes it sound like she was like, "Listen, if y'all want me, you got to bring my man." So I was going to say, do you think like him being Reed would definitely guarantee you or would they would she still be like, no, and they just find somebody else to be sued? No, I think she'd come on to sue. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to if you're going to wait out on a character, if they keep asking you to come back, you might as well be Big Mama. Okay. Would you, know, you, could, you know, do you like John Krasinski enough to direct it? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen too much of his work outside of A Quiet Place, and I didn't see Quiet Place too. I liked Quiet Place, I and Quiet but Place. he, as an actor, he wasn't in it. He was only in it. He, I think he, yeah, he, he died like half the movie. It was mostly her. So, um, but from a direct from a director standpoint, like, I guess it was pretty good. But that's the only thing of his I think I've seen, unless he directed any episodes of The Office. And again, yeah. I think that's my problem. I still see Jim. Hmm. That's and true. I, I, don't, I don't see Reed as Jim. Yeah. It's that's not his fault. Is it, is just it like, because you is it because you don't see Jim as smart? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see that. <laughs> I, I don't understand. see him like explaining something to me and I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that kind of is something that happened in the movie. Like, when he popped up, I was like, oh, this just isn't, like, hitting for me. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't believe that you know all of this stuff. (laughs) No, like, it's not not really hitting to me. Um, But I think we'll see what's going on with them. I don't know when they're going to release as far as the movie goes, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that the information is... As far as the casting and like all that kind of stuff is coming out sooner than later, I do think D twenty three is going to really be the thing that kind of pushes it. Okay. All right. Um, up next, we have the Gotham Knights trailer that came out recently. Uh, the okay. gameplay trailer, and um, I wanted to discuss that because again, we know people out here like some comic books, uh, comic book characters in their video games. I am. Um, I was uh, really excited for <laughs> for this game <laughs> when it was announced. I will admit, um, you know, I love a good superhero game, mm-hmm. and this was giving like a, like a team up 
open world kind of thing where you were, you were either Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, or Robin, and the Robin was Tim Drake. And it's like an open world RPG kind of thing. Most recently, they released a gameplay trailer that gave you some Nightwing and Red Hood gameplay. And I I did think that sometimes the gameplay was a little slow, but I I still think that like there's still some excitement for me there. Nightwing looked good. So Yeah. Nightwing looked I'm, really good. I also yeah. do agree that it looks slow, but I think I gave the trailer a little bit of grace because I felt like this is still very early on in the development process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that stuff is always rough and slower as time goes on. But I will say a lot of the other things in the game outside of Nightwing gameplay just did not sound exciting. That Red, the Red Hood stuff was like crazy. Why is he jumping on Mystic Portals? Okay, the thing about these games, in my opinion, is like, People have to realize that you got to give them some kind of like transportation power. You got to, even if they, even if the character don't have powers. But like mystical, you, like you work for Bruce you and Gang, who's a technological genius and all these people, they can't like design you a stepper. Wouldn't they always give him, so like what, he gonna have the same thing as Dick Grayson? Dick had, you kind well, of want I, to be a, Dick had a glider. Dick a glider. You, you get your glider. You get your one who has his little gun. You can have somebody, I don't know, jumping with, like, but, like, mysticism. He's resurrected from the Lazarus pit. It made sense to me. Okay. It did. I didn't think that... I, it made sense to me because, again, these games have to give these characters those travel powers, and I'm sorry, but those street-level girls... They can't do anything. <laughs> so like that's they the gotta thing. be able they to... don't they don't travel that way because they don't need to. That's the, that defeats the whole purpose of what, like what you're doing and like the field you're in. If you go and give me this mis- and even the mystical girls who operate in the street, they don't gotta do all that. You can teleport. Why am I how jumping? He, so over how him? would you? What would you? What was he supposed to do? How was he supposed to get from rooftop to rooftop? He could have jumped. <laughs> that's it. Just jump. That's it. You get it. He can make the lines. He can jump over those. He can swing. He can glide. I don't need him. I don't need him up in the air with mystic teleport steppers. A mystic side jump. I mean, but his gameplay also looked awful. Like he used his guns entirely too much. There was no hand. There was barely any hand to hand, and it's just him shooting a bunch of bullets. It was not interesting. Is Jason really like a hand to hand? Yeah. He like a good one. Yeah. He's beat both Batman and Dick at the same time. Jason Todd? <laughs> really? The one. In the- <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank why he always got the guns? Because he's violent. That's how they show he's violent. And that he's like oh. different from Batman. So he has to have a gun. He has to shoot people. But d- d- Jason knows how to fight. He mostly fights. He just will kill you at the end of the fight. That's the big difference. Right, right. Poor thing in that coma. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, I thought the gameplay was interesting. Everybody check that out and see what you guys think. Um, the game has now been pushed back again to, I think it's now October of <laughs> 2022. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that ends up getting pushed back again to, mm-hmm. to early next year. Um, so, Yeah, it's not coming out no time soon. No, I would really wish that they would wait until like 60 days before launch. 
It's like, it's like, I think, I don't know, it's so interesting the way the gaming industry has come along. And I was tweeting about this the other day and just talking about some other games that I'm excited to finally hear about. And I was like, I feel like at this point, anything that gets announced within the next year or two anyway, isn't going to be out until like 2026. No. At least like, when they announced like that Wolverine game, they said, we're working on it. We'll come back later. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We'll let you know as soon as we do. But right now, just know it's coming. And it's like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. That's inside. I do like that uh, game studio. They have some solid games. I don't think they've had too many flops, to be honest. And now we're getting to the point where a lot of games aren't going to be on the like uh, the current gen consoles. No, so. you gotta you gotta get your PS5s and your Xbox X. I don't know what they do over there. But whatever is the most current <laughs> one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Um, so the CW has gone through a bunch of uh, cancellations recently. Uh, Batwoman and Naomi have recently just been canceled. Um, the Legend of Tomorrow has also been canceled. So... I know people are enjoying some of those comic book shows on the CW, but it looks like a lot of them are getting the axe. So I will say this. I don't watch The Legends of Tomorrow, but even that cancellation kind of hurt me. That was like, I don't know, six, seven seasons of like what I felt was pure comic book goodness in the same way that Doom Patrol is for HBO Max. And I know the people who were into Legends of Tomorrow, they really enjoyed it for the way it really did embrace the comic book nature of stuff. Naomi, I watched one episode of that show and I knew that. (laughs) 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 Meant to be for this world for very long. And Miss Ava DuVernay, we need to have a conversation because I don't know what you were going through. I don't know what the point of that was, but like that was doing no one favor. Did you see the clip that people were posting of like (laughs) she was flying up into the air? What was going on? Y'all please check Twitter and uh, watch this video. It was like, was that the end of the show? Yeah, that was the series finale. And that was really bad. But it was like she just like kind of levitated and then flew away. It was really the bad. show was like it was the like show I did it. <laughs> the show was objectively like bad the entire time, and it really did a lot of the similar things that the comic of Naomi did. It didn't answer any questions. You never really saw her powers. It was just her talking. Everyone and telling her she's meant for greatness. Who are who am I? Who are you? Blah blah blah. It was a bad show, and I feel bad because I feel like the girl. Like I think one of the things they did on the show, she was bisexual, and um, like it did a good job at showing that. Like, you know, she had her little flirtation with the boy. She had a little flirtation with the girl. She was, like, popular in school. The girl who played Naomi, like, she had the look. She had, like, it could have been something, but it was nothing. So, it was on the CW. It was... That one had to go. Um, <laughs> I actually did read an article earlier talking about the cancellation of The Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman, and it was saying how, like, the head of the studio actually did want to keep both of the shows, but they didn't want to keep the lot where they filmed them. And I guess the um, expiration of the lease for the lot was coming up within a few days. So it was like, oh, we're not going to renew for mm. here on this show that we know we're going to cancel it anyway. <laughs> I wonder where the CW lot is out here. Because that's wild. <laughs> like, oh. Forget it. We're not putting that lease down. <laughs> putting that of, deposit down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you know, maybe we could have given you a quick like 
little one up. Like if we had like, what is this? May? Maybe if the lease was going to end in September. Okay, yeah, we'll keep it on. Let them film one more <laughs> season and like do what they need to do and like keep it moving. But it's like after that, oh no. <laughs> People making making cuts, budget cuts. I feel like in this streaming era now, like if you aren't like an instant hit, they got to move on to the next thing. And like I've said, the CW superhero, I already have a like very love-hate relationship. Not even love-hate. I dislike a lot of superhero TV shows <laughs> because like the budget for them just doesn't exist. I will never forget um, years ago, um, this was well before the Disney Plus stuff, um, there were Marvel executives being asked about, you know, the X-Men and what they would ever have them on TV shows because that's where their format would probably work the best because it's so soapy and all the drama and stuff like that. And they said that while they agree that the TV shows would make it for make the best avenue for them, mm-hmm. the budget wouldn't be there. And like you, mm-hmm. with these types of characters, you need them like using their powers. You don't want to have a show with Storm, Gene, and all of them like they not want to <laughs> like you know Storm when she walks in a room like gusts of wind or whatever like you mm-hmm. can't just have her not do anything so a lot of these superhero tv shows i don't i can't suspend my disbelief because <laughs> the the budget <laughs> <laughs> if the cw i used to watch some of those cw shows back when they first started like arrow the first two seasons of arrow were all right the first uh season of flash was all right and then everything went downhill from there i know and black I, lightning was always kind of good i was shocked oh, that black lightning. okay um, but again, I think of superheroes like street level stuff is made more for that anyway, and like that's kind of what Black Lightning did. And then it's like even so, his powers are electricity. Yeah, his part, his show was all right. Um, I think it kind of went off the deep end later. I stopped watching after that first season. <laughs> well, it lasted four, so. Oh. <laughs> Big yikes! I did not know that. I do yeah. think um, Scooter. I can't think of his real name, but he was. <laughs> he was a I good. Can't think of the actor. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> Cress Williams. Um, Man. But honestly, I think that show was like really well casted too. Like um, the girls who play Anissa and Jennifer, the mom, like they all kind of did the damn thing. You know, I'm a Thunder fan, so seeing that doll there, she was and, great. Yeah. And that one episode, she's hot. Okay. She's pretty. Uh, that one episode where they gave her a call back to like the. Uh, her comic costume with the blonde hair and like the pink outfit too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're giving it to us. Yeah, yeah. Even when they had her relationship with Grace and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. That was the Black good. Lightning show was pretty solid. Again, no. it's just stuff from being on CW. I wished it could have maybe done something on HBO Max. Mm. Again, I don't actually. Not, now that I think about it, I used to think that going to HBO Max meant you got a budget, but that is not always the case. No, that's not. It just means people can see you <laughs> more accessible. <laughs> You're more accessible to people. Like that's all that is. It's just like right. okay. Yeah, you're not getting the budget. Lisa, um, um, like Batgirl. Although I don't think that looked that bad. The movie Batgirl or no, Bad Woman? The, the TV show they're doing for oh. um, Barbara. Remember when everybody was like bashing She's that? She's getting a TV show. Yeah. I thought that was a movie. Is it a movie? Mm-hmm. Oh. With that with that girl from oh man, I can't think of her name. 
Black girl. I remember she. I saw her. I thought she was Latina. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Leslie Grace is playing Barbara Gordon. Is she Afro Latina, like America Chavez? Don't do that. <laughs> she she is. <laughs> she is. She's Latin. She, according to her Wikipedia page, she's got three Latin Grammys. Oh, three oh, Latin Grammy oh. nominations. Oh wow! See, somebody told me she was black. Maybe lying. She was in. She was played in the Heights. She's just from the Bronx. <laughs> she's oh, from... she's Dominican. Okay. She's Dominican. I get it. I get it. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> okay. America's yeah. Puerto She will be back. Yes. I didn't think her costume for the show didn't look bad. I it was fine, but I know a lot of people bashing. They said it looked cheap, and they were like, "Oh, like it's giving CW and da 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 da." And I was just like, <laughs> "Why everything always got to give CW?" <laughs> CW is not bothering anybody. I mean, but you know, honestly, uh, the CW no CW did bother me because. Um, <laughs> The CW is why they kept trying to make Diggle into Green Lantern for some reason. Everyone saw a black man in the military and thought, oh my God, is that Jon Stewart? He got to be a Green Lantern. And that's just not the case, y'all. That man is not that Green Lantern. Let it go. Move on. Oh, he was on Arrow. I didn't really like Arrow. It was something. All those shows were something. But, you know, it seems to be an end of an era. uh, It's over now. All right, uh, Ms. Marvel's powers have been changed in the MCU, and Kevin Feige has put an explanation to it, um, officially coming out and saying that while her powers are going to be consistent with the character and what they are to Kamala, they are going to fit for the MCU. Um, So, you know, a lot of people were complaining that her powers were not this big, stretchy hands. And he says, if you were looking for the big stretchy hands, they'll be there in spirit. But you, uh, her powers are going to be a, li- a lot more different and they will be a lot more aligned to what mm-hmm. the MCU would kind of offer. So she is, in the comics, Kamala has, um, I guess, polymorph powers are kind of what they call it. She can stretch and she can change her form. She also has a healing ability. Um, she can also change her size. Um, and... I mean, these powers are pretty famous for her. They're also kind of intrinsic yeah. to her character because when she gets them, she transforms herself into Carol. And she, like, gets out of her inhuman egg and she looks like Ms. Marvel. And she has the whole moment of, like, you know, you don't have to be me, you can be yourself um, thing. Now, in this show, she is going to have these kind of, like, cosmic light powers it looks like this like force fieldy kind of stuff some crystal effects i don't really know what's going on there um but feige has now explained that the power change is just because they needed to align them with the mcu now i personally feel like what was the point i get that you try to make them look brighter and flashier to be like carol but um I, th- I thought her original powers kind of like made her special, I guess. You know? Um, I don't know. I kind of thought like, yeah, I expected that. You expected it? Yeah, I but feel like a lot of people kind of expected it. I feel like 
in the terms of what he's saying of making it fit more in line with the MCU, yes, they are like very big on making everything connected and these characters kind of like have the ways to find each other. And of course, when you think of Kamala and you think of Carol, I think we've even talked about it, you, you being a Carol fan of how the two in the comic books have never really felt like they fit together. And I think a big part of that is honestly because of their powers. Carol operates on a space level. Kamala's mm-hmm. in Jersey stretching around you know what i'm saying you never really have those two intersect in a way and when you get to the mcu if you want to do that and you want to have them intersect i think you do have to have their powers be similar um that said i do think in that it's you can from still, right next to them yeah you know what i'm saying it's like they're sitting around blasting <laughs> what's come on with them? her hands big <laughs> okay yeah that's not like, really fair you want to have a little razzle-dazzle and sparkle. So when you have them in the Marvels and Kamala's up there on the space station, like, you know, it feels like they belong together. That said, I feel like a lot of people also think that means you can't really get the essence of Kamala's story or they don't care about the essence of Kamala's story, which I don't necessarily think I agree with. I do think that whatever they're doing on the Miss Marvel show is still going to be like a really good little time for the actress who's playing her and you're going to feel like this is like the Kamala Khan that you read in the comic books. Is her power difference going to be pretty jarring? Absolutely. But like he said, you are still going to kind of see those big fists, those little moments where she, she might even still say embiggen in some type of way when she makes the big fist. I hope so. And I think those little things will kind of like temper expectations or like temper hostilities toward it and like how we're supposed to feel. And there were moments in the trailers where it looked as though her hand got big or whatever, and it just looked like it was just a glowing fist kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of like a like armor or like um, you know, unicyon or whatever. How they Queen. could have this like um kind of like exoskeleton kind of thing where i i get the thing that they're going for mm-hmm. because it is definitely like you know prettier but yeah. um it kind of would have been cool to see her have a little different power than everybody else around her where she kind of yeah. is like she out of place but that's why she's there she's like i'm out of place yeah. but i'm still kind of i'm here and too. i and i think that's valid to say like and i think that's actually like a pretty good metaphor for kamala's story as a whole Mm-hmm. I'm out of place, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I wish they would have kind of maybe kept it. But again, we'll see what happens. I do plan to watch her show and kind of get into that. Um, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to support the little girl. You know, I've seen a couple of her, her trailer looks nice. She, the tra- I think the trailer looks really cute. I cute. think the kids are going to love it. I, I think that, again, this is also one of those things where it's not necessarily made for us. No, we too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think a lot, and I and I think a lot of the complaints that are coming are for like the people who are our age or older, and it's just like this ain't made for you anyway, baby. Like I'm sorry. Like the essence of what this story is supposed to be about is going to reach those kids, and it's like you know I get it. We enjoy these things sometimes, but it's okay to just say like this isn't for me, and like just move on. That little girl. Let's sweet start there. Sometimes I think people need to realize that that like sometimes it's okay to say this isn't for me and just move on. That little girl ain't bothering nobody. She's very excited and she's very sweet and like you know people be like going off and tagging her and it was just like that other girl. There's that show, the um, Percy Jackson series or it's gonna be a movie or something. I don't know. They like casted some black girl to be one of the main characters yeah. for attacking her and got her little insta uh, her not her Instagram her TikTok account blocked and all this stuff and she's like going live talking. About I'm just like y'all are crazy. You are too it is ridiculous. Old. Please go out. <laughs> and, and, that, and that little girl is like so adorable. 
Um, I want to find her name. She's going to be playing the character Annabeth. I don't know nothing about Percy Jackson or what they got going on over there. Me neither. That's not my that's not my jam. But um, I know the girl is going to be playing the character Annabeth. Let me see. Oh, Leia Jeffries is her name. Mm-hmm. Cute girl. I like her little um, Afro puffs. Hello, her Afro little, puffs. Are her moon cute. girl look. <laughs> yes. You see oh, the messy. vision. <laughs> Low key, that's probably what she's trying to go. Good for you, girl. Mm-hmm. You better get it. <laughs> Put it out there. Put it out there, girl. But like the backlash for against her is ridiculous. Like she's a kid, and this show is not made. You are thirty. Like, <laughs> please let it go. <laughs> this was not. I understand that they are making things that you wish you would have had when you were a kid, but you're not there no more, baby. You gotta let it go. That's what happens. And I think even sometimes just saying like something isn't for you and letting it go doesn't mean that you have to hate it or you dislike it again it's just like recognizing that like this is something different that's not for me and like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go watch something that is yeah talk about things that are you get people to those things mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't flop <laughs> now um disney plus just recently kind of had a hiccup and has accidentally released the date of the She-Hulk series. Now, Disney Hulk, I'm sorry, Disney Hulk, Disney (laughs) Plus UK has uh, released that the She-Hulk series is going to come out on August 17th. Now, I know that you are a big She-Hulk fan, um, so are you excited for this release date? Did you think it was still going to come out this year, or did you think it was going to have a pushback? Um, I did think it was still going to come out this year. Excited for it? I will say that I have tempered my expectations of any phase four projects that are upcoming. And I think I'm just going to be along for the ride and take them as they go. I will say I'm still very excited to to see um, Tatiana as She-Hulk. I think she's going to be amazing. And I think she'll do some fantastic acting. Shout out to the MCU. They get actors. And they do. I, I think she'll knock it off, uh, knock it out of the park. And we'll see what happens with the rest. You know, when it comes to the Phase 4 stuff, I do think that it's a little wobbly, but I've been having a great time. Again, because they haven't really gotten to any of my favorite, favorite characters, although the times that they have, they've done a terrible job. The Taskmaster <laughs> thing, sorry. <laughs> but but overall, like, I'm just having a good time. This is a, some pretty solid movies. Nothing has been terrible. To me, nothing has been like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yet. So like, mm-hmm. I'm having. A good time. I don't know. I thought Eternals was pretty bad. That was a little boring, yes, but I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the description for She-Hulk is: it's a new comedy series where you see Bruce Banner help his cousin Jennifer Walters when she needs an emergency blood transfusion, and guess what? She receives powers too. Tatiana Maslany will play Jennifer, who is a lawyer specializing in superhuman-oriented legal cases. Mark Ruffalo is back as the Hulk, alongside Tim Roth, who plays the Abomination. Um, I think that this show will probably end up being a pretty big hit. One thing I've noticed that people like for some reason, which I think is weird about superhero shows, is when they aren't superheroes. (laughs) So... um, this being like a comedy series, I think will be for people who are always, I like content 
but I don't want to see superhero stuff, but I want to see the superhero like do regular stuff. So I think though those audiences will like this. And I also think Tatiana Maslany is like, she's funny. So I yeah. think that these the series would be pretty good. This is gonna be cool. She's gonna I think she's gonna knock it out of the park. And the people also really like Mark Ruffalo too. So I think they're gonna tune in. They do. I don't know yet if I lost because um I do like Titania a lot. She's like one mm-hmm. of my favorite villains. Villains. Oh, yeah. On our previous couples episode, I've talked about Titania. Titania. <laughs> Titania and um, her man, Crusher Creel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love a couple that's ride or die, and they are very yeah, ride or she, die for each other. They go all for each other. <laughs> um, so I, but I know that this MCU adaptation, um, I forget the actress's name. Jamila Jamila. I don't really think about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. going to be she's gonna be Titania, so Yeah. <laughs> You're lost again. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is crazy to me. Um speaking of Titania and Krill, did you ever go back and read Game of Flight? Oh no, I didn't. Was that five issues? It was yeah, it was five issues, but I want to say there was two. There was no, there was a three issue one, and then there was a five issue one. Um, but they were both okay. in it, and I think you should go back. It's probably on my own. I think you should go back. I'll check that out. Does does that take place after Immortal Hulk? Like, do I need to? It's like because I do want to read that. I mean, you should still read Immortal Hulk anyway, but I think it's enough. So basically, what happened was, um, there were like people being come becoming like gamma mutated. Uh, monsters and they created Gamma Flight mm-hmm. to go and like capture them, and so that's like, what oh, the okay, said. and then like they turned against the government, and so then the second miniseries is how they're on the run, but they're still also trying to get the Gamma mutated people. Oh, and Titania was on the team, yes, her and Crusher. Oh. Okay, I'm about to tap into that then. It's really good. Puck is on there, people like Puck. <laughs> oh, people do like him. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that were the hot tops. We got to figure out a name for this segment. Another update? Another topic? I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come back for the comics. Cool. All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to the comics section. I feel like I have to change the name now that uh, you've switched up the format on us and like, I can't, I don't know. I'm gonna change the name of it. Okay, we'll think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that now so we can figure that out. I was gonna say something cute. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, comics this week we're going to talk about and um, I had quite the haul. How about you? I only had one issue this week, but um, we will be starting up the book club next month so that'll be adding some books to my weekly stuff so very excited i'm excited for that let's talk about that more but um let's go ahead and get into them uh number one book on the list uh x-men number 11 from jerry duggan and pepe laraz and i know this is your title with your girl let me know what's going on. yes so um again this was the book that i had this week and X-Men are continuing on their mission. Uh, well, this is like the girls' mission, honestly. The team kind of splits up. Previously, we learned that, you know, Game World had been sending these, like, creatures and monsters to attack Earth because they had uh, 
created Araco, uh, turned Mars into Araco, and you know the galactic politics of all that. People don't like that. So Game World was kind of sending, making bets on who can kind of get Earth up out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the team decided to split up. Gene took uh, Polaris, Rogue, and Wolverine to go deal with Game World in space, while Sync. Sunfire and Cyclops dealt with the Dr. Stasis stuff back on Earth. Um, this issue opens up with Mojo, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but Mojo is um, doing his Mojo World Plus Investor Day, which is, you know, a little pun on Disney <laughs> Plus Investor Day. And he gets a note from an attorney saying he's basically been kicked out of Game World and is no longer a part of it. And He's like, you know, it doesn't matter because they can go deal with what's coming to them and it's the X-Men. And then we get this, you know, the page of the girls walking in their outfits, walking into the game world. They make a deposit with Mysterium so they can get their own tokens and play around. Uh, They find out that game world is like, Gene makes the statement that game world is capitalism in its final form. And um, we gotta like <laughs> stop this place. But uh, they had already learned that the that they did have side dampeners there. Mm-hmm. But like Jean was like, they're nothing. But the problem is they have psi alarm. So if she trips off on an alarm, they can get caught. But they have a plan in getting caught. Um, there, Lorna tells everyone, you know, stick to the plan while we're walking through all of this. Uh, Wolverine says, I'm going to go off and play scrapper and make herself get caught. Um, while they all go split up to go be a part of their own separate plans. Lorna spots a dress. She's like, you know, I got a few minutes before I got to finish my mission and (laughs) picks up a new dress, which I thought was fun. Um, Yeah, and then the team, like, kind of, like, plays into all of their missions or whatever that they kind of talked about before where they want to... We didn't necessarily hear the specifics behind the mission that they were trying to make, but they are trying to get caught basically by the cordyceps jones who ends up um, infecting wolverine with this fungus he later infects uh, gene with this fungus after she gives a speech about how game world is like it needs to be taken down by her <laughs> because she is she came in as marvel girl but they're dealing with gene gray is kind of what she says oh, you know um, okay <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Cordyceps Jones ends up releasing Wolverine, attacking Wolverine on her, and then she ends up getting hit with the fungal infection too. So he he now controls Wolverine and Jean. Uh, back on Earth, Cyclops finally catches up with Doctor Stasis. Um, they have a fight. Turns out that Doctor Stasis is actually sinister, um, but he is he when he sees Cyclops, he's like, uh, "What? Have we ever met?" That doesn't make any sense. So who knows which... This is probably just some Sinister clone that's been out you running know, free. Those Sinister clones are going to become very convenient. Yes, <laughs> very, very convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sinister, you know. I'm a sucker for I like a, a mad scientist. So uh, I like Sinister. And I've been liking that they've kept his, his personality throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty, like, solid issue. No, like fantastic issue or it wasn't like terrible because well, i know i know one of the things you said is that you kind of feel like you wish this team would i guess interact a little bit more do you feel like this being a girls night issue and then being doing whatever that you feel as though you see a little bit more of them together 
A little bit, yes. There were there were some moments where when they were kind of walking through the crowds and being like, you know, guys, like stick to the plan. That kind of stuff was nice to see. Um, later on, after uh, Lorna does get her dress, um, she she's partnered up with Rogue, and Rogue is like, "Did you just stop and get a dress?" And she's like, "Yeah, I did," <laughs> and it's cute. But <laughs> Game World is also being run by slave labor. Like we've got a cause a distraction and she like sets off these slot machines that are robots like robot feminine yeah. feminine women feminine robots i should say um and they like squirt all these coins and stuff on people so like those moments were cute but i wish i would have gotten more of the teammates interacting with each other not just interacting with each other in the scene if that makes sense like the beginning pages of mojo in my opinion should have been the girls like getting ready and like talking to each other and maybe setting up the plan so we saw what the actual plan was going to be mm-hmm. that would have been nice to see um so the answer is no <laughs> i wish that i got <laughs> no i wish okay. that the team did, like talk to each other more <laughs> okay well, what would you what would you rate the issue um i would give this issue a three out of five Okay. It was um, solid. I'm excited for the next issue. It seems as though since Jean and Wolverine got captured by Cordyceps, I'm assuming, well, Lorna does say it like Jean got captured. We need to go and help. So I'm assuming Lorna and Rogue are going to have like a team up mm. thing to go and come and help them before the, all four of them have their girl power, girl boss moment. Okay, that's fine. So, like, as the series is coming to, like, its next phase, because I know the Hellfire Gala is coming, the team's supposed to change a little bit. Do you feel like this team will kind of beat the threat that is this Dr. Stasis sinister guy, or is that something that's going to carry over to the next group? I think this is going to be something that carries over into the next group. I think the next group is going to have to deal with the fallout of sinister being dr stasis and i think that is where we'll get friction between the x-men and the council Mm, okay i think that um i think the the space mission right now with the girls at the game world they're definitely gonna and beat the villain and you know save game world and head back to space i'm I'm sorry head back to earth for Mm. judgment day and then after that when the new team appears i think they're going to be dealing with the fallout of sinister Mm. And and like friction with uh, the council. Okay. Well, we might be tuned in if Firestar is there. <laughs> we'll see. If Lauren is still there, I'm still be there. Oh. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Our next book is Shang-Chi number 11. That's from Jean Luen Yang and Marcus Tell. And this was the Blood and Monsters finale and also the final issue of this series. Um, and it was really interesting reading this because I felt like I was watching a scene out of the Shang-Chi movie in the end oh, <laughs> of the MCU. <laughs> like, so basically, uh, Shang-Chi's grandfather has been trying to kill him. And so this is the culmination, the big battle between them two. And he, Shang-Chi has the Ten Rings now, so there's a lot of, like, blasting. And he's holding rocks up from a building, or, like, when an explosion oh, happens. And he's, yeah, it's, like, all this crazy stuff. Like, it legit, like, I was watching, I was like, synergy is strong right here. Uh, but 
the big thing about it is, of course, he does win and he's kind of reunited with his family. He now has his sisters and his brothers and they just kind of reinforce the fact that, like, we're family and we're together. And I think that's been the big thing about this series the entire time. It has been building up Shang's family and showing us who they are and how he relates to them and allowing him to be a little bit more of himself and not have to pretend to be like the stereotypical martial arts guy that he's pretended to be for the other heroes. And then, of course, at the end, after there's this big battle, if they're fighting off the uh, forces of the grandfather, Spider-Man and Iron Man see video of him helping people, and Spider-Man's like, remember you were saying, is he friend or foe? He's like, I think this shows that he's friend. And, like, he's going to do what needs to be done. So I thought that was just, like, a really nice ending and full circle moment for this series. It is not the end of Shang's adventures. He will be having another series titled Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, and I believe that'll be starting in a few months. So it's something I highly recommend. I think if anyone is interested in Shang and they want to get to know him, I think this is what it needs. Again, I've said from the beginning, a lot of times we've seen him and he just comes in to be like the guy who beats everybody up and then he leaves. He's very cold. Like I say, he's been that stereotypical martial arts character. And this story has like fleshed him out and given him family, background, history, and it's added a little bit of fun into it. And if anybody knows me, I always say that characters, comic book characters especially, I think they need a little bit of a fun era in their life because you can't just be dark and heavy all the time you want to give them something that people could just get into and be like oh this is light this is what it was i'm interested to see what will continue on in the next one um i will admit i'm not a fan of him having the 10 rings i think it's just kind of like unnecessary <laughs> come on <laughs> you know why they're doing it <laughs> i know why they're doing it and i know why they're gonna stick around but again i'm still just like uh, I, mean, they, I will say uh, the battle did the just like how in the movie the battle looked cool in the art. Um, I do think Toe like he did some really nice stuff here. His art's still not my favorite. I think it's very pretty. It does tend to look a little flat sometimes to me, but um, like you could tell like Sean was using those rings and some power was coming out of them, and that was nice to see. So, hey, what would you rate the issue? I'd give it a three point five out of five. I'd give the series as a whole probably like a 3.5 out of 5 as well. I think it's like a good solid run to introduce Shang and like get him in the groups. It's going to be interesting to watch that character develop. Um, I believe the next book is still going to have the same creative team. It might have a different artist. I'm not 100% sure, but I know Yang is still supposed to be writing. It'll be interesting to see like as he continues on growing, like how they'll reinvent him a little bit and like what they'll do. And it's just like interesting to see because he's kind of new. Well, he's not new, but he's new in the sense that this is the most we've ever gotten. So Right, right. He's fresh. Yeah, that's a better word. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and next up on our list is Seven Secrets, number 17. And this comes from Tom Taylor and Danielle Din, uh, Nikulo. And so I was talking about this book. I think that a lot of times with Tom Taylor, his work is a little middle of the road for me. I think... Mm -hmm that when he's good though he is really mm. good and mm -hmm. seven secrets is an example of a time when he is really really good okay <laughs> and the art team sells it. i just really like everything about this book you know in the last issue cast where he's been our main character for the entire series he died he got his head cut off and so this issue is kind of from well it's not kind of it is from the mom's point of view 
and we kind of get the entire story about like how Casper was born and like all the stuff that we've been building to with this mystery surrounding him and how you know she gave birth to him she was a part of the order and the case that she was holding a secret in it the energy of it went into Casper when he was a baby and so she's like there's this page where the baby starts talking to her in this god voice and she's like my son was seven seconds old when he said his first words to me and it was like <laughs> you're gonna have to let me go out into the world and basically he is a part of this creature who is going to bring destruction they call it the great evil and it's like casper is like the antithesis of that and um mm they go about the story and it's like okay now it's now he's dead his head's been cut off but she's like gathering all the people she's like no we're gonna still fight amon who is our villain he has bonded with the great evil and so now he's like all right let's destroy the world and she's like i'm not gonna let that happen so they go through all of these things they come to two of the other secret carriers apparently they have some ability that's been keeping them alive this entire time that they got from casper so they put it back into him and he comes back to life but he comes back to life is like this giant like energy being and he's like, oh, and they're like, I'm up. and they're like, <laughs> like, the page looks so good. Like, I have to like emphasize the art so much on this series. Like, the, it's always kinetic. You can always feel the facial expressions. It's heavy. It like sells the emotion of the story so much. And like this page of him is like this energy being. It's like, damn, who is that? So, <laughs> um, he's like, yes, I, it's me, Casper, and I want some answers. And then the issue ends. And so it's going to be just kind of exciting. I think, I don't know if the next issue is the last one. I don't know how much longer this book is supposed to be going, but I've been like loving it. I'm enjoying the ride. I've, again, I always say a good series is when I start to remember everybody's name. Oh, I'd be like, oh, that's Ava, that's Kanto, that's Casper, that's Amon, that's Fell, like that's Siegfried. Like, yeah, these are my people. This is my family. So I highly recommend that. I would give this issue a four out of five for sure. Oh, wow. And, okay. Um, if you haven't gotten into Seven Secrets, like, please do so. If you know how to work comicsology now, I don't. <laughs> the issues, I'm sure. Um, another book, this was a really good week for me. It was like, my thing mm-hmm. kind of thriving. Is <laughs> Moon Knight Black, Black, White, and Blood, number one, and this had a few different creatives on it. Um, there was Hickman and Bacalo, uh, Ayodele and Akande, and then Guggenheim and Fornes. And I'm going to be real with you, I was really only excited for the Hickman story in here. And, like, it was hot. I think if anyone is familiar with the Black, White, and Blood series, they're not really these super important stories that you need to read. I think they're just really good moments of the heroes that are a part of them kicking butt and, like, being violent and showing blood in black and white. And it's, like, just a hot thing to read. So I think if that's something that you want to get into or just see Moon Knight beating people up, which he's always good at, you should go ahead and pick that up. Um, they kind of do like a futuristic version of him in the Hickman story too, which is pretty cool and interesting. So that was fun. And the design of it was really cool. Guggenheim, that story wasn't good at all. But like, I don't know how he keeps getting Marvel work. I'm sorry. I know I don't know if that's mean to say or not. But it's like, I have never read a good story by that man in my life. And I do not understand how his name keeps popping up on books. Mm, he got something on people. I don't know. And the other story by Iodelli and Akane, that was also fine. Moon Knight beat people out. It's cool. It's a good little fun thing. Um, obviously, there's a writer who brings it a little bit down. So I'd give it like a three out of five. Fun art. Okay. But yeah, you want to see Moon kick them. But the Hickman story is hot. The Hickman stuff is hot. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm into. I'm here for that. And 
our final book on the list is another new number one and a very special one for me, and that is Captain America, Symbol of Truth, and that comes from Tochi Onyabuchi and art from R.B. Silva. And let me tell you, what a team. What mm. an absolute team. So, do you remember how you felt when you saw Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Yes. That's kind of what I felt when I watched, when I read this book. Like, oh, wow. Okay. The interviews have been saying that, like, this series is going to be a kind of political action thriller. You're going to see Sam do a lot of stuff. You're going to see the fighting. And that's exactly what this first issue gave. Like, he and Phoenix Joquan are going, uh, Misty Knight has tipped them off about a cargo sh- uh, train that has stolen Super Soldier Serum. So they go to. Oh, wait. Wait. Um, I read this. Oh, you so. did? <laughs> Yeah, I got into this. Oh, wow. About this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes, I did see Misty Knight telling him all the stuff about oh, the wow. Super Serum Serum and everything. I read that. I picked this up because I was like, RB Silva's on art. And I am always talking about, like, giving comics a try if I'm willing to give it a shot. So, like, I tapped into it to give it a chance. And it was hot. I was I was reading this and I was like, Damn. So this is where all the action is that I've been asking mm-hmm. for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I t- what, do I, what do I always tell you? You got to come down to the streets, baby. You know where it's at. It was you pretty know good. where it's at. But no, like, I was really... I have some questions, though. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me your questions. Let's get take into us, it. Take us, through, take, us, take us through it, though. I'll, I'll bring them up as you go through the story. Okay, so I mean, you know, so Misty gives uh, them the tip about the super soldier serums being stolen, and so they go to attack this, uh, or they go to stop the train. They come around fighting, and Sam's kicking people in the face. It's really good to see. Um, they like come across and they... His wings <laughs> flap? No, not really. Well, I mean, they draw them flapping. They shouldn't, though. They should be Okay, kind of that's what I thought. Um, but the okay. so like, he's he's had different wings that have been of different materials. So like some of them will actually look like they're flapping. He had hard light wings at one time. Those never flapped. Those um, the best. Those the best ones. Yeah, those they used those in the um, Avengers Assemble cartoon. Oh, they did. He was also able to like he was also able to like shoot feather like hard light things from them. Oh, I think um, I'm hearing something about that. Yes. I thought those were pretty cool. I always gotta say I gotta watch that cartoon because I heard yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe you do actually, because Falcon is used a lot in it. Yeah, and that's what I always heard. Like he had like a big role in it, so I was like, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. But um, one of the yeah. things that I did really like about this series also is that he's the like, point of view character. Actually, I think. Oh, maybe I'll add that to the list a little bit sooner. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it starts with him like joining the Avengers, and you like follow it through his eyes. How it should be, and now he's about to have. A <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, but. One of the things that I really did like about this book is like, obviously this is the first, well, it's not the first time that Sam has been written by a black man, but it's the first time that he's been written by a black man as Captain America. And I love that scene of when he was with Misty and they were just kind of talking about like why he wants to be Captain America and like how he views America, but it had that like Hotep guy yelling. <laughs> that like was so funny to me because I was thinking about one day when I was at the train station and what you see, but you got your men out there with their little onks on and they got their bullhorn and they yelling about the people and the pan-Africanism and I was like, yeah. He said, we gotta go back to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny, but I thought that was like really poignant and really touching and like a good thing to see and I thought it was like a really just great um example of like what representation 
and comics looks like. You know what I'm saying? And how like natural it is and you add these things and that was cool. I also just really loved all the stuff with Sam and Misty in general. If anyone knows me, you know that I'm yeah. a Sam Misty shipper. I support that relationship. Yeah. That's like my favorite Sam relationship right there. I love seeing them together and like mm-hmm. I love cementing that and we're moving her away from Iron Fist and we are moving him away from like just the, I don't know it doesn't even matter who he was with in the past day. <laughs> it was I really just, like him and Misty together. This was my first this is my first comic ever I think actually reading their relationship together. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in stuff obviously mm-hmm. um, but this was my first comic actually seeing their relationship and like when she was telling him you know let's take a walk through this through mm-hmm. Harlem and how they like they were like, oh, wow, we were like a train stop away. We never really met each other before, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like, that's, <laughs> that's real. Yeah, I appreciated how, like, real and authentic their relationship is. Even when they were on the rooftop and she literally gave him a mission and she, he was like, you know, are you giving me another mission? She was like, oh, no, why would I do that? Right. <laughs> that was cute. And she was like, this is not a date. This wasn't a date. And he's like, mm, it was. <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> I was like, that's what <laughs> They're cute together. So I really enjoyed that, and it was good to see them again. But um, we end up finding out that there actually isn't any super soldier serum on this train, but we do see some refugees, um, and they actually happen to be related to our Falcon. So, you know, they get them off to safety, and then we cut towards the end of Crossbones in prison, and he's approached by a gentleman by the name of the White Wolf and talking about how he's about to destroy and take over the country, blah, blah, blah. You know how the villains like to do. They start monologuing and tell you their plans. And he's like, you know, the first thing you got to go do is deal with Captain America. And, like, that automatically, like, woke me up. If I didn't like anything about else about the issue, I love that part. Because not only do I love Sam Misty, but I love Sam vs. Crossbones. That is oh, the, okay. That, is that a thing? Yeah, that's very much a thing. Like, that's pretty much his arch nemesis right there. Every time oh, I didn't know that. I was wondering why they were like really hyping up crossbones. I always assumed he was a Captain America. So he like, did he did, you know, to pop up with Cap Steve all out. But then as Sam started to get elevated, him and Cap him and Crossbones fought once before. And then after he became Captain America, it was always like the thing where they were kind of button heads. And so it's like they especially after Winter Soldier when they did it in the movie there with Sam. Ah, uh, yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that like really cemented it in that this is Sam's guy. Okay, is he still alive in the MCU? Or no, he blew up and that it Wanda blew him up. Probably. <laughs> right? Didn't she like he was gonna like I mean, blow himself up and she put him in a field and let him blow him and let him die. It's the multiverse. But it's comic books. They, they can, can bring them back. You know, but I, I'm always excited. They fought Crossbones and Sam fought a couple of times before. Um in his all-new Captain America run that had that was written by Remender and Amonin. Um, they also popped up together again, like, during the Nick Spencer run. So, again, it was great to see him here. And speaking of Stuart Eminem, R.B. Silva studied under him. And, like, that's been that's mm, yes. the highest compliment in the world. Because this issue, I felt like I was reading the all-new Captain America. So, oh, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it felt just very much like that, yeah. I was like, but, like, and that's such a good thing because when that series came out, it was like, damn, Sam looks good. And it was like, this looks good. Mm-hmm. And it got you excited, and it's like, this is killer. And I think Silver works a little bit better because, I'm not going to lie, he's a little bit better with his action than I think Eminem was. And so, mm-hmm. Sam kicking the people in the face, it was hot. Yeah, it was. It was interesting for me 
as a more superpowered fan. Um, in the beginning of this issue, when they were like doing this mission and uh, someone like shot a missile at them, and it was like, "Oh, Sam, watch out for the missile!" and I was like, "Oh, right, he's supposed to be afraid of that." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Why is he afraid of a missile?" Like, <laughs> but oh yeah, he's not gonna survive. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Um, but honestly, this entire issue like gave me everything I wanted in a same book that I could expect. And like, I'm very pleased. I'm very excited to see where it goes and to continue on. Deadpool is showing up in the next issue. I know that might be a turnoff for some people, but like Deadpool can be really fun sometimes. And he's like a good fighter. And again, I think um, the voices- If they ain't had a thing, had a Deadpool team up. Okay. That's just the word right there. And he's he's almost like that Wolverine kind of team up where it's like, you they put them around those characters because, like, they people. sell. And I think Sam's voice and everything was really well done in here. So I think, like, Deadpool will also be in a similar vein where it won't be too overdone with his humor like it can sometimes be. And it won't be, like, super annoying. It'll be, like, the right amount. And it'll be interesting to see how Sam interacts off of him. Yes. Do you yes. think he'll indulge his antics or be annoyed by them? A little bit of both. Mm. He can be a little bit more straightforward, though. You know, Bucky used to be a little rambunctious, and he wasn't here for that either. That's true. I did like their little brother relationship. Yeah. Um, I thought this. I thought this issue was a really great first issue. I think I might stick with the series and see what's going on with Sam. I kind of want to know more about um, Joaquin. I yeah. kind of wanted more Joaquin, but I think that <laughs> is, I have to remember this is Sam's book, <laughs> so. Yes, that is true. And, you know, shout out to Joaquin because he has fared a lot better than uh, Rayshawn. And Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> um, I like I like him as Falcon and I like his costume and I like to see him. And I was like, I was really interested in that little part and I loved how they made them related. And so that makes the story a little bit more important for him. So I'm sure we'll see. A little mm-hmm. bit. He's great. I wonder if we'll get a Patriot cameo. Which, you know, they've been building up the um, Isaiah Bradley. Oh, um, is that his first name, Isaiah? That that's um, the grandfather. It was Eli? Grandfather. I forget. Sorry. Eli, right? Yes. Mm. Or he might be. Is black he still Panther. in legal trauma? He showed up in that like Black Panther issue where all the black heroes were in Wakanda. Oh, well, maybe he might show up in this. Him and Sean, actually. I think that was the last time we saw them both. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Either I was, way, I would, I would, I would give this issue like a four out of five. Three point five. Three point five out of five. I would actually give it a five point five out of five. It was perfect. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know. Again, like I think about Sam. And just like, I really love the voice. I really love the story. I really love the little bit. Like I said, the bits about him talking about America. The art was fantastic. It really sold it. The colors look good. Like, mm-hmm. like shout out to this creative team. I think this was a great new number one. I think it was a great jumping on point for people. I think, check it out. Yeah, definitely. Get into it. I liked it. I'm ready to see a little bit more of some Sam Cap. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Those were the books of the week. Let's go ahead and take a little break. And then we'll be back. Let's do it.
All right, all right. Hello, welcome back, everyone, for your favorite part of the show, another relaunch. Oh my, we haven't done relaunches in so long. It's been a minute, yeah. But you know, we've been through some restructuring, you know. But we back, we back at it. And the MCU has been just like kind of dishing out content. Shout out to truly, truly, some quality content. Some questionable. I was about to put some. (laughs) (laughs) Some there. But that's what it is. Well, welcome back into this relaunch of the relaunches, everybody. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off if you don't mind. Go for it. Um, so my relaunch, you know, in lieu of the great Captain America symbol of truth that came out number one or number one that came out this week, my relaunch is for Misty Knight. So in the original Captain America series that um, when Sam first became Cap, him and Misty met up and she was like telling him how she was investigating Hydra and she had come across this secret that there was apparently a Hydra agent in every hero team in the Marvel Universe. So she was like the X-Men, the Avengers, the Guardians, like Hydra has somebody everywhere. And it was supposed to be like this big story that planned out and it was going to be like uh, Sam Cap's like big overarching villain for his arc. But the book ended, Rick Remender ended up leaving Marvel and nothing else ever came of that plot. There were like rumors going around that Misty herself was going to be a Hydra agent and she was going to kind of be stringing um, Sam along on this mission. And so my relaunch for her is to bring that back. However, mm-hmm. not she is not just the Hydra agent. You come to find out that she is in fact the new Madam Hydra and she's running the entire operation and doing that. And this is like also inspired a little bit from Multiverse of Madness. You know, Wanda just had her bad girl dark phase. And I think about a lot of the characters that we like. We love them being superheroes. We love them being like fun and blasting and fighting and doing all this stuff. But sometimes they got to go dark. <laughs> and the dark, the dark arrows when this kid is real good <laughs> dark they get real and like you get some really interesting stuff and i think misty is a character that is pretty interesting when she's across the page um and i think you know they try and do the whole daughters of the dragon thing a lot and i think that would be really interesting she's kind of been in the space where she's directed heroes before they did a heroes for hire run where she was operating so you could see kind of see that as an evolution of her with hydra she's controlling everything now and i would like to see that how that just goes throughout the marvel universe her relationship with sam her relationship with colleen her relationship with luke her relationship with all the heroes and because here as a woman she is kind of that person who everybody trusts mm-hmm. and it's like why would we tell misty knight you know and so to see her in this space and like have her moment it's like the queen bee and like messing stuff up oh, and a little green outfit yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can give her two little afro puffs or something like that for the side make her real hot she'll have her uh, metal arm and her gun Yes. So I think that would have I would like to see Misty and her Madam Hydra villain era. Just, you know, maybe a good year or two and then we can get her back to her. She can be possessed or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We can superhero it away, but like she needs it. Yes. And that's my rematch. Okay. I like that. I would love to see some um Madam Hydra Misty. That'd be hot. Um my relaunch is something that is a little more like, I don't know, different than what I've kind of done before. This one kind of came to me after the X-Men vote and, like, how big of a turnout that was as far as, like, people getting involved and people, like, campaigning for characters and stuff like that. And I thought that Marvel should really tap into that kind of stuff. So I think that Marvel should bring back the Contest of Champions book. 
mm-hmm. where you have the versus battles of all the different characters where um, I believe it was the collector who would just like, you know, he's having a, um, a, a game with one of the other like cosmic beings. And it's like, I'm going to pick my character. You pick your character. We're going to make them fight, but then we'll put them back to where they were before. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun for people to get there. You know, there go your Jean versus Emma fights. There are your Wolverine versus Hulk fights, and you get yeah. fans to kind of vote for who they want to win, get some great artists in there. And, like, you know, I've been complaining about the action and stuff kind of lacking. That's an easy way for you to get those yeah. panels and stuff off in there, the people fighting each other. Also, we wouldn't have to have as many hero versus hero, like, mm. events if that we had contests and champions where they were just fighting in that, and you can call it a day. So would this be, like... An anthology type of thing? Yeah, they recently had a contest of champions where I think it kind of had a story behind it where the collector was like on the run for something or like something bad was happening for him and he needed to get like specific champions to fight a thing for him or something and then he was going to put them back before. And Contest of Champions has, I think this is actually how it originally started, was my kind of premise of where fans can kind of get involved with voting and stuff where this was just... Like the the superheroes fighting each other book, and they were able to get away with that. I think they should kind of bring it back to that. I, that could be really fun. So you know, I did read that contest of champions book that Al Ewing wrote that had night yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And then there's the '98 one the, um, version, and <clears throat> that one's interesting because Jesse Bedlam's in it with the X Force team, and they beat mm-hmm. Iron Man, and he's like a big part of the reason why they beat Iron Man because obviously his power deals with electronics, and then he um, also fights Betsy, but like she loses, but then like she's one of the first people to break free of the collector's control, and she's a big part in helping free other people and helping. She gets this really cool bone armor that's hot, so I'm always down. Yeah, see, I see. I think like hot things like that can happen in these kind of books that I think a lot of fans and readers would like to see. And I know the artists would probably love to draw these like cool fight scenes and splash pages and stuff like that. Um, and it would just be very fun. You could even make it a, you know, a summer mini series that comes about every summer where this contest of champions, mm, you know, that's actually we, really like that. that's every, exactly. every summer we have like a five issue series of these, they are the matchups and, the voting or whatever and these are the artists that are going to do it and you get that way you get more artists having stuff in their portfolio writers having some good action stuff that they can write i think it'll be a lot of fun and clearly there's a a market for fans wanting to campaign for their favorite character so that is true. my relaunch would be to just relaunch contest champions mm. can you imagine like the way people would sabotage the voting oh for sure yes <laughs> yes <laughs> for sure but I think it'll still be a lot of fun. I think, like, you know, people have those who's clearing battles on Twitter all the time. So why not just give it to them in panel? And show us. Yeah. I love so, yeah, it. that's my relaunch. Contest of Champions. All right, y'all. Um, thank you so much for all of the feedback we have gotten before about, like, what we should add to the show and stuff. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, definitely give us five stars. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Boom.
okay, I was supposed to go to the gym, but I don't feel like it. I'm going to go get pizza instead. Pizza so, good. I'm going to be trying. <laughs> I bought all these little short shorts from Shein, and they finally Ooh. came all in, the, in the mall, in the mail. And so I'm going to be trying those on today. Yes, hoochie shorts. Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's get out of here. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Thank you.